Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Jumpstart. If this is your first listen, my name is Kim Venegas. My mission is to help newer teachers become master teachers faster. Teaching is hard. There is so much you don't learn about in college, and we learn to teach while we are on the job in our classrooms. The more you know, the better prepared you are. My original episode on time management was the most popular download. I'm all about urgency and efficiency because our time in the classroom is limited and our students need so, so much from us. This episode isn't so much about things to do or not do, but about forming an awareness of time wasters and revising our perception of how much time we lose each day. I found these ideas online from Megan Sumrell. She offers a free training called How to Plan and Manage Your Time to Stay Organized. Well, I don't know anyone who needs this type of training more than teachers. For example, if you have an appointment at 2 p.m. written on your calendar, you aren't using just the time beginning at 2 o'clock for this appointment. You're also preparing for the appointment with necessary blood work or paperwork. You're driving to and from the appointment. If you have children, you are arranging for child care. If you are at school, you are arranging for a substitute to take your students. If you don't have gas in your car, you have to think about stopping and getting gas before you drive to your appointment. Megan tells us not to feel frustrated because we can't stay organized. This is a learned skill and it does not fall under the college course. Ozan Veral reminds us that we have to experiment with ideas to find the ones that work for us. A beautiful $50 planner didn't last you past the second week of school? Ditch it. Try something new. New teachers often start out like Molly. I met Molly at a new teacher orientation. She was every bit the way I imagine a new teacher. Her auburn hair up in a messy bun, and she was wearing black framed glasses. She used several colors of felt tip pens to write notes in her wire-bound teacher planner. We talked a bit across the table. She was quite excited about her fifth grade teaching assignment. It was refreshing to hear her enthusiasm, but I also knew as a veteran teacher that that teacher planner would go to the wayside quickly. Why? You mean we don't need to plan? Well, of course we need to plan. If we don't plan, we aren't prepared to teach. But today's curricula usually embed the standards. They include the scope and sequence. Often they're even including the slides that you need to teach from. It's enough in a planner or a notebook to write Lesson 17, page 56. Page-long lesson plans from college are over. We go from one task or lesson to the next, and we don't need to write more than someone else is asking for. In elementary school, teachers often take a stack of papers home to grade. We feel great completing that task, returning them to students, and then the work just sits in their backpacks for days, if not weeks. No one is seeing your hours of work. Instead, if you monitor students when they are working, moving from those fast finishers to more conscientious students and possibly to those who are struggling, you can check how they are forming their sentences, solving their math problems. You can give them instant feedback and gain a sense of who is understanding and who needs additional support. That monitoring just saved you two assignments to take home. Megan discusses context switching, and I can't think of another occupation that requires so much of teachers in order to stay focused and not become distracted. Teachers wear many hats each day. This isn't news. 
she suggested we make a list of roles that we serve throughout a day. Here are some that I came up with. A shoulder to cry on, a disciplinarian, entertainer, clerk, referee, counselor, dress code enforcer, collaborator, traffic cop, coach, critic, psychologist, nurse, and part-time family member. Every time we switch context or roles, we lose brain power, we lose focus, we become distracted, and we start saying, where was I? Create your own list. See which ones you can group together or eliminate altogether. Which of these roles can you delegate? Sorry. Which of those roles can you delegate? Clerk? Dress code enforcer? Nurse? Tasks under these roles can be taken care of by someone else, perhaps the school nurse or an older student. I wonder about how to solve some of the person-to-person roles. We can't control when a student will want a shoulder to cry on or need to be coached through their work. Coaching could happen during the monitoring you are doing. Perhaps ask a student to write down their need on a post-it and put it in what we call a parking lot, kind of like a suggestion box. Let them know you will check it at lunch. Be sure to check it. Most often, some of these childhood concerns will have worked themselves out. No disruption to your lesson on fractions. And understand, at the beginning of a practice like this, many students will be putting post-it notes up on that parking lot, but eventually it will. It will decrease. Each day in the classroom is uncertain. It's full of moving bodies. Sometimes we end up congratulating ourselves for being so flexible. For example, when one teacher is out and the office splits the class, adding eight students to your class. Or there's an impromptu fire drill in 10 minutes while your students are finishing an online assessment. If it's no longer possible to go with your first plan for the day, go to plan B. Know in your bones that this plan will not go so smoothly and you may have to change directions. Think about a backup plan to use when your first plan is no longer viable. An example, you have math manipulatives for 22 students and now you have 30. Take a minute to think about how it could work anyway. Sometimes we think that every Monday will be the same. Easy plan, right? Nope, not likely. Last Monday, report cards were due. This Monday, staff PD after school or a deep data drive during your plan time. Another time-saving tip from Ozan Baral, give yourself an hour for a task. When the hour is up, you stop. You gave it an hour. Do your very best to finish in the hour. Leave your workplace on time. Your personal life is waiting. The schoolwork will be there when you return in the morning. What do you do for fun? All work and no play makes Jack and Jane very dull people and perhaps burned out. You wear different hats at home too, and in order to have fun in your personal life, you need to figure out the context switching there. You may be a pet owner, a parent, a spouse, the person who pays the bills, an employee, a caregiver, a chauffeur. How can these roles combine or how can you minimize the time spent on them? I hope this has been helpful. Remember to experiment to find the time you want for fun and joy and rest. By the way, Ozan Veral used to be a rocket scientist, really. He worked on one of the Mars rovers. Now he writes. His last book is Awaken Your Genius. This is not a plug for his book, nor am I taking any royalties. I just want you to know where some of my ideas come from. Have a great week, and I'll be back next Monday with a new podcast. Share with a teacher or a friend, and thanks for listening.